Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to Willpower. With the first African-American and first woman to hold the Register of Will's office in the city of Philadelphia, the Honorable Tracy L. Gordon, a mother, an educator, and community leader. When there's a will, your family keeps the power. This show will set the discourse for your family to plan for the future and extend the family legacy. Call your family and friends and tell them to tune in for a journey into their generational wealth. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Madam Register, the Honorable Tracy L. Gordon. Good morning, good morning, morning, everybody. I'm Tracy Gordon, the Register of Wills here in the city of Philadelphia, PA. This week's show is going to be very, 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 very interesting because we're going to talk about myths versus truths of making wills with guest attorney and my attorney in my orphans court division, attorney George Gossett, Jr. Most people don't know that not only am I the Register of Wills, but I am also the Clerk of Orphans Court. But that's not for this week. It's almost Halloween, and with that in mind, we want to demystify some of the myths around wills and the probate process that we hear frequently. My goal is after this episode, you and your family can feel more confident making a will and understanding how making a will can not only pass along generational wealth to your family, but make the probate process less stressful for your family. So let's dive in. I want to start off by giving you some national stats on estate planning. 70% of white families have a will compared to 30% of black families, according to Professor Thomas Mitchell at Texas AMN University. 56% of Americans believe that estate planning is important, but only 33% of adults in the U.S. have documented their end-of-life plans. 32% of Americans have a will. Only 32%. 52% of people don't know where their parents store estate planning documents. 60% 60% of people without a will reported not taking any action to create a will and also having made a living trust or any other estate planning document. Only 46% of will executors were aware of a will. Remember I said you got to name an executor. Only 46% of the people that you name your executor know that they are the executor of your will. Research shows that wealth, wage, and financial literacy gaps mean fewer people of color, individuals take the time and money for estate planning. A, 22, a 2022 study showed that people of color, individuals also have 14%, are 14% less likely to have an estate plan than non-people of color. Let's go by estate planning by socioeconomic status. And this is from Caring.com. 63% of people who make more than $80,000 per year cite 
procrastination as the primary reason for putting off estate planning. 42% of people who earn between $40,000 and $80,000 annually say they don't have time to write a will. And 32% think they don't have enough assets to leave behind. 20% of people who earn less than $40,000 per year say they they don't have enough assets to leave, while 11% believe estate planning is too expensive. It's too expensive for me to put together a will so I can name who I want to inherit the little bit of assets that I have or they just say, hey, I'll be dead. They can do whatever they want. Or I only have one child. They can do whatever they want. So we're going to get into some more myths. I'd like to introduce um, my attorney who oversees um, the orphan's court section of the Register of Wills. And that is the section where we issue marriage licenses. We retain Marriage records always dating back to the 1850s. And that is also the office where you file appeals in the event that you do not agree with any decision I make. Good morning, Attorney Gossett. How are you? Good morning, Register, and thank you for, for having me. Well, let's just talk about some of those stats that you just heard. <laughs> well, you know, I've... um heard a lot of people say one of the one of the things that, that I hear a lot of people say is well I ain't got nothing so what I need a will for and I've had folks come into my office and, and make those those blanket statements and then we start to talk and then we say we, we realize that maybe you do have some things that are going to stay here after you're gone and maybe you should make some make some decisions in terms of what needs to be done with that, because if you don't make those decisions, meaning you don't create your own will, then the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania is going to make those decisions for you. Um, there are very few people in this country that simply have nothing at all. You know, folks have cars, they have jewelry, they have clothes, they have uh, things that have been passed on from their parents. So. Um, you definitely need a will. You definitely need to have what I call the uncomfortable conversations. You know, because it's uncomfortable. Nobody really wants to talk about death. You know, everybody thinks that they're going to be here forever, and they're not. So I, I think that those statistics that you uh, expressed are accurate. You know, folks don't want to deal with the, the the thought process that they are someday not going to be here. And I can one hundred percent guarantee that you are going to die. <laughs> yes. yes. And you, you need to are make some decisions going to die. as to what's going to be done with your stuff. Okay, let's talk about this myth that I always hear. Mm-hmm. I don't need a will. When I die, my wife, my spouse, my husband gets everything. Well, one of the things that we have to understand is um, we have a lot of, I guess the, the, the term that they like to use now are blended families. Uh, in our community, and even in, in just America as, as a whole. So if you don't have a spouse, and a lot of folks do not have a spouse, then um, who is this spouse that is going to go to? Or it's a situation where you may have a current spouse, 
but you have children from pre- uh, previous relationships. So very it's, it's going to be very, uh, a situation in which you pass away, you might have a new spouse and then you have but you also have children from another relationship. 50% of your assets are going to go to your current spouse and the other 50% are going to go to your children, which could be which would be equally distributed amongst how many, however many children that you have. So depending on how your assets are titled and who you leave behind, your spouse may only receive half of your estate. Correct. For a younger individual, this may mean your spouse splits your estate with your parents. For an older person, your spouse may have to split your estate with your children. Mm-hmm. This is called intestate. Let's define what intestate means, George, or intestacy, because I know for a fact there is two wills. It's going to be either the will you leave or the will that the state already left because they anticipate you are not going to leave the will, and that's called intestacy. Sure. So let's let's explain to them what it means when you don't leave a will. Well, it's quite simple. When you die without a will, it's intestate. When you die with a will, it is a test, uh, uh, it's testacy. So we have actual laws, the laws of inheritance uh, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania that specifically will say how your assets are going to be split if you die without a will. If you do not like the way the state has already predetermined how your assets will be broken up or, or be distributed, then it's an incumbent it's incumbent upon you to get a will. Uh, and the thing is is that the actual the way the laws are written, they don't they don't get involved with the emotion. They don't get involved with the history and who you liked and who you didn't like. If they are blood relatives, then they're going to be split. Your assets are going to be split amongst blood relatives. So if you die with children and no spouse, your children inherit everything. Correct. If you die with a spouse but no descendants or no parents, then your spouse inherits everything. Now here's where it gets tricky. If you die with a spouse and descendants from you and that spouse, so these descendants is from both of you all, the spouse only inherits the first 30000 of your intestate property plus half of the balance. Your descendants inherit everything else. So without a will, you could leave your spouse handicapped. And by the way, when I say spouse, I mean the person that you are legally married to, not the person that you live with, not the person that you call your boo, not the person that you call common law marriage after 2005, January of 2005. There's no more common law marriage. If you die with a spouse and descendants from you and someone other than your spouse, then your spouse inherits a half of your intestate property and your descendants inherit everything else. Talk about that one right there. Let them be very clear. If you die with a spouse, and this is without the will, and you have descendants from you and this, you have children or descendants from somebody else, mm-hmm. right? Talk about that. Well, that's that, that's that blended family situation um, that is a term that folks are using. So, you you know, a lot of folks get 
their first set of kids may be in their 20s or 30s. And the relationship with that person, whether it's a spouse or a boyfriend or girlfriend, may not work out. So then maybe at age 40, 45, they're taking on a new spouse. So they've already had their children. The children are now grown, and they are living out the, the other half of their life or other quarter of their life with this new person, that new spouse. Well, they pass away. They do not have a will. And guess what? Now the assets, and let's get right to it. Most of the times the, the, the number one asset that we're talking it's about the house. is the house. So, so you have the grown kids from the first relationship. They may not be in love with the new stepmother because the new stepmother might only be five or ten years older than them. So now they're saying, okay, well, listen, Dad passed away. Uh, we got fifty. We own fifty percent of this house. Yep. So how's this going to be resolved? Are they all going to move in with the stepmom? Probably. Are they going to split the house in half? Right. So that's not going to happen. So you, and if it gets in front of a court, the judge is going to say, okay, sell the house and split the assets. Because. Because they have, because they have uh, the the actual owner or, or the father has has died, without setting up an actual will, and the. Laws of intestacy are going to say, like I said, that's where all the emotion yep. goes out. They don't mm-hmm. care anything about what your feelings were or were not for your children. They or want for their your money. They want their half. Right. So they're going to say, sell the house, split the assets, and in selling that, in selling that house, it could leave the um, the, the the surviving spouse homeless. Homeless. Yeah. And I've seen it. I've seen it at my court. And by the way, when we say intestacy. It favors biological relatives, mm-hmm. okay? So if you are adopted, it has to be legal. It can't just be like, I've been living with her all my life. And if it's stepchildren and they are not biologically uh, related, they are not listed in those intestacy mm-hmm. laws. So if you want someone to inherit any of your stuff, that's the importance of making them will. So if you die without a will and you have a spouse and parents, the spouse inherits the first 30000 of your intestacy property plus a half of the balance. Your parents inherit remaining intestacy. If you die with parents but no spouse or no other descendants without a will, your parents inherit everything. If you die with siblings, brothers and sisters, and you don't have a spouse, you don't have any other descendants or parents, the siblings inherit everything. How about if you die without a will and no one can find anybody that you're related to? Where does that money go? Or Ulti- that- Ultimately, it will go back to the state. Sitting in the <laughs> state. What is it, billions? There's a lot of money. There's a lot there of money. There is a lot of, and, and the funny thing about the state is they are in no, uh, uh, they're not concerned about finding uh, the actual uh, heirs to the state. So they'll just take that money, it'll sit up in an account, and uh, it's growing interest. So, yeah, there, there are a lot, there's a lot of money on the, on the state coffers as a, as a result of folks who have passed away and did not set up anything in terms of their uh, how their, how their assets would be distributed. And you can sit up there and say, uh, well, I'll be dead, and, then, you know, I don't care what goes on. And, and, and I always say, why wouldn't you care? Why would you like to leave 
all this confusion with your family when you can simply uh, make the will. Mm-hmm. Intestate succession can be extremely confusing and a lot of extra work for your family to understand while mourning your loss. They're, they're mourning that you're dead. And you can avoid all this by making a will. I want you all to listen to our past episode uh, about holographic wills on the Willpower Podcast, available wherever podcasts are available, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Let's talk about another myth. If I make a will, it'll jinx me, and I'll pass away soon after. Let's talk about that Once again, that goes back to what I said, the uncomfortable conversation. People think that, you know, if you talk about death, that it's going to bring death upon you. You know, In our community, we talk about death coming in threes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, it, it's just a lot of, and, and I don't want to make fun of people's, you know, traditions and right. customs and, and, and things of that, that nature. But, hey, listen, we got to, we were born and we're going to die. So you having a conversation about it, you preparing a will, you have to get this done because not doing it is not going to prolong, prolong your life. If the good, mm-hmm. Lord, good Lord says that this is your time, then that's your time. So try to do what you can to prepare things for yourself and for your family while you're still here. And this is not personal. This is business. Mm-hmm. This is business. If you make a will, you're being responsible and using your power to protect your generational wealth. Your generational wealth does not always mean money cars and houses it could be family heirlooms photos watches whatever that you can pass along with your family or anything that's sentimental i've seen people fight over all types of personal possessions and stuff when you could already have your will in place you can already and by the way many of the the sad stories that i see uh is grandkids who was born and raised in the house with their grandmother. The grandmother raised them. The grandmother told everybody on Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter, this is my baby right there. That's going to be your house. And and, and, and y'all know it. She, this is her house. And she dies without a will. And she already has four children uh, or three children or even one child. Tell them what happens to, uh, to, to the state then. Well, like I said, the laws of inheritance, the intestacy laws – doesn't care about the emotions, so it's going to be based on the bloodline. So those children or those aunts and uncles to the grandchild, they're going to take um, precedence before that grandchild. So uh, the grandchild may take a percentage depending, or they may not get nothing at all because the aunts and the uncles, which are the actual direct descendants of the grandparents, are the ones that are going to take under the laws of intestacy. Another myth, my children don't have to worry about my debt. When I die, my debt dies with me too. <laughs> well, that can, be, <laughs> that can be very interesting in terms of how that can play out. Um, if, there is going, if there is an estate and that estate is solvent, meaning that there's some money in that estate, and there are debts that are owed, then those debts are going to have to be paid uh, from the estates, from the coffers of the estate before the distributions are made. Another thing also you got to be concerned with is when your loved ones go into these um, uh, senior facilities and they're staying there, uh, a lot of times there's a huge uh, bill that is going to be owed because they're 
uh, Medicaid or, or, or whatever insurance that was paying for their stay in the nursing home does not cover the whole bill. So a lot of times after they pass away, that uh, nursing uh, care facility is going to be looking to see, yo, are there some assets out here that can pay down some of that bill? Sometimes that, that, that asset could be the family home. The truth is Pennsylvania has the Leo law, support laws that allow hospitals and nursing homes to seek payment from an indigent parent's children. Mm -hmm. These laws are being enforced with increasing frequency. Additionally, if you pass leaving other debts, such as credit card debt, your estate must pay these debts first before your children will receive any inheritance. I have sat in courtrooms when people uh, 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 are living in these facilities, they still own a home, and, 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 and they, you know, of course, they accumulate uh, uh, bills from the hospital, and I've I've seen uh, the state of Pennsylvania come and ask to be the administrator so they can collect their debt. And the only way they're going to collect their debt is if their house, the house they're going to have to sell the house, and or ask the relatives to buy them out. And and you can you cannot do anything about that. Correct. That's correct. If that nursing home. Once that house, sometimes they will they, they will try to work out some type of settlement arrangement. Um, but um, yeah, they 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 definitely have a lien, and sometimes the the lien that, that that that's in place is insurmountable. So even with the you know the complete sell of the property, it it may not uh, extinguish the, the lien. So and people always say, well, I'm going to put my kid name or my children name on my title. Um, and um, they always ask for advice, and I always tell them that, you know, I can't give you any legal advice. And I always, you know, say from when I've heard from other attorneys that you should consult with an attorney uh, to, uh, before you make any decisions about adding somebody to your title. You yeah. want to speak to that? It's, it's very important to talk to attorneys when you're, when you're, when you're talking about estate planning. Um, we, our community has a tendency of only wanting to talk to attorneys when the trouble is upon them. And we've got to get out of that type of thinking. Um, you know, we're talking, as you said, this is business. And if you are setting things up, uh, not, not only for when you pass away, but also in your life, then you've got to know what the law is. The, the average person walking down the street does not know the laws of intestacy. They don't know trust law. They don't know... Uh, deeds and wills and all those things. And there are attorneys who know this. This is, you know, we've went to school to learn this. We practice in these particular areas. And you can save yourself a lot of time and a lot of frustration if you start having these conversations with those those professionals who, who know what to do. Another myth, making a will is for new parents, elderly, or people with health problems. The truth is wills are essential documents for all adults regardless of circumstance. You can make a will as young as 18 years old. Look at all of these rappers. I haven't heard of one rapper that was murdered uh, or killed. I have not heard of any of them that had a will. Yet they have all these lawyers around there, them. They have all these contracts they sign, and not one lawyer, not one lawyer uh, educated them about uh, protecting their generational wealth and making a will while they're accumulating all this money. This is a big a myth that I always hear people say as our time runs out, we're going to have to do part two of this. <laughs> it's, 
if I give my home to my children, they won't have to pay taxes. Well, you're going to have to pay inheritance taxes. And, of course, every year you're going to have to pay the real estate taxes. Now, there is a way to possibly avoid the inheritance tax if you place it in trust, the, 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 the property in trust, or if you add the children's names to the property before you actually pass away. But the only tax you're going to be avoiding is the inheritance tax. So the government's going to, they're going to, they're going to get their money one way or the other. You know, it's just a, a matter as to what name you're using. But, yeah, there's a lot of different um, ways to kind of curtail, curtail the amount of taxes that you'll be paying. So in Pennsylvania, you will pay 0% tax, um, inheritance tax for a surviving spouse or a parent from a child age 21 years or younger. Mm-hmm. Only 4.5% for direct descendants and lineal heirs, 12% for siblings, that's brothers and sisters, 15% for other heirs except charitable organizations, institutions, and government entities exempt from tax. You pay this tax after the debt is paid, correct? Correct. This is the inheritance tax. Oh, and lastly... My children won't fight over my estate. Mm-hmm. Oh, they they get along. Uh, they won't fight. Oh, I just have one child. Let's talk about that real quick in, as we close this in, program. In my practice, I have seen some of the most vicious fights uh, over, well, first of all, amongst siblings and over assets. And you would think that, you know, the fight would be over the the house or or the car, but I've actually seen them fighting over coats and jewelry and things of that nature. So never know where the fight's going to come. Stay tuned next week when we have Octavia Howell from the Pew Charitable Trust on the show to talk about the Pew study on the Tangled Title issue. I just want to let you all know that we named this show Willpower. Two words, will and power. Because when there's a will, your family keeps the power. You keep the power even in death. When you do not leave that will, the state has already made a will for you, and it's called intestate or intestacy. It favors biology, and it's going to go down the line. I'm always telling people, this is about business. This is not personal. For more information, call us at 215-686-6250. If you want to email us your questions, email us at rowonline at phila.gov. Please follow us on all the social media platforms at P-H-L-R-O-W. Like our pages on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You can also ask us questions. Again, my name is Tracy L. Gordon. I am the Registrar of Wills here in Philadelphia, PA, and the Clerk of Orphans Court. And remember, when there's a will, your family keeps the power. Thanks for listening to Willpower with the Honorable Tracy L. Gordon.